In the name of one God, who is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It was uh, 23 years ago, uh, 23 years ago that I asked Paula to marry me, and uh, one of the things about Paula is she's never been able to sit still. Um, that's, that's just been one of those, um, one of those things, she's never been able to sit still, and I, and I knew this, but 23 years ago I, I had this sort of compulsion, this, this driving need. I knew the time had come that I needed to, she was a cute gal and a flight risk, um, I needed to go ahead and task, and I told him that I wanted to ask Paula to marry. He was delighted, gave me her car payment, um, and a number of things, and said, you know, this is, this is great, um, great news. And, you know, I planned it, I planned it all out. I mean, thankfully, you know, uh, 23 years ago, you know, now even, you know, if you ask someone to the middle school dance, it's a major production um, nowadays, but thankfully then you pretty much just, you know, asked her to marry me, and that was, that was it. But again, knowing her nature, I couldn't get her to stop. Uh, we were on the way somewhere, and it was when we were, were finally in the car and she was buckled in, um, that that was my opportunity um, to ask her. I had the keys, she was buckled in, here was the opportunity, and I asked her to marry me, and I, and I remember um, to this day, after I asked her, she ran in the house crying. Um, and I thought, well, she kept the ring, so I guess that's a, I guess that's a yes. Um, and it, it was, um, thankfully. And I, I share all that with you because, as I say, there was, we'd known one another since we were 15. Uh, we'd known one another for a long time and had dated um, sometimes on and sometimes off um, over the years. But, but that time came, and as I say, there was this, this driving um, necessity. Uh, there was this just intense intensity that uh, I needed to do this. I couldn't let her um, get away. And I, and I share all that with you because one of the things that we heard just a moment ago as we read from the, Paul's letter um, to the Corinthians, we hear Paul speaking of necessity which is laid upon him. Uh, and the ninth chapter, uh, basically in the ninth chapter, Paul um, says this, I, I have various rights which are available to me as an apostle, but I'm willing to give all of those up. Uh, I'm happy to put all of those aside that you might know um, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you might know um, Christ. Paul says, above everything else, it's my passionate desire, it's a necessity, it's a compulsion that I have that I'd be able to share the gospel with you because my desire is that you will come to know um, that freedom, you will come to know that fullness of life, that you would come to know um, salvation and the joy and the fullness which is available to you and to me. Paul says, for necessity is laid upon me, and then he says those words which are on a plaque right here, woe to me um, if I do not preach the gospel. This compulsion uh, which Paul feels. Why? Because Paul describes himself, uh, not just here, but in his letters, uh, all of the letters which he wrote to the community of faith, again and again and again, um, Paul describes the amazing and gracious character of God which pursues us 
uh, with love uh, and with grace. Uh, Andrew, just a moment ago, shared those uh, wonderful words from the comfortable words, the words which Paul wrote to Timothy, um, that Christ Jesus came into the world um, to save sinners. And it goes on, and Paul says, of, who, of whom I am the chief, uh, of whom I am the foremost. And Paul goes on on numerous occasions to say, you know what, God chose me. Why? Not because I was so fantastic, but because by choosing me, you would have no doubt how amazing and gracious and patient God is. If he would choose me, then you would know if God could choose and redeem a person like me, Paul says, you can have absolute certainty that he loves and pursues and desires to redeem um, people like you and people like me. This is the character of God which Paul came to know, which transformed his life, uh, which he desires um, to share with us. And what um, is this God like of whom Paul speaks? And we see a window of that in the gospel, which we read from this morning. We hear it comes right after Jesus had been teaching in the synagogue, the portion which we read last Sunday. And we hear that it was with the tremendous power and authority which Jesus taught. And it was so dramatically different than what they had seen before. And they knew that there was something about this person which was dramatically different. There was a power. There was an authority. Uh, he was um, the Word made flesh. And even though they couldn't fully articulate all of that, they realized that something dramatically different uh, had happened. Someone dramatically different was in the midst of them. And we hear that uh, after Jesus taught in the synagogue, they go to Peter's home. Uh, and Peter's mother-in-law is sick. Uh, and they tell Jesus about it. Why? Um, because they realize that he could do something about it. And we hear that Jesus, without any particular fanfare or fuss, but in compassion and power um, and mercy, goes and takes her by the hand, um, helps her up. Uh, and then, uh, with a joy and a freedom, she begins um, to serve them. And we hear the word uh, spread throughout the town so that uh, crowds and crowds came um, to the door and gathered about the door. And we hear that Jesus healed many, that he drove um, out demons, that people were restored, um, that people um, were free, that their lives were changed as a result of their encounter with Jesus. Uh, and then following all of this, we hear that early in the morning, Jesus goes out uh, to have that time of fellowship with his father. He goes out um, for that necessary um, time of prayer, uh, that time of being filled, uh, that time of being guided, that time of being directed, that essential time um, with his father. And uh, just as an aside, if it was important for Jesus, I might mention I think it's probably a good idea for you and me um, to have that time um, with the father uh, as well. But we hear that as he's there, Praying to the Father, his disciples come uh, and they find him. And basically what they say is, Jesus, we've got a wonderful plan for your ministry. Um, you were a hit um, here uh, and you need to come back because, um, look, we're just saying there's a buzz um, about you. And, and I think you're going to have a really successful ministry um, right here. And then surprisingly, we hear that Jesus says, you know what? Uh, we need to go on to the next town uh, because that is why I have come out, um, that I might preach. Uh, that that good news uh, might go forth, yes, to that community, um, but also beyond that community. Jesus came forth into the world uh, to proclaim uh, the message of salvation, to proclaim the coming of God's kingdom in all of its fullness in him, and to open the way uh, for you and for me, um, that we might be members of that kingdom as well. 
One of the things that I hope that I'm able to share with you this morning is, is this, is Paul felt that compulsion, uh, that necessity um, to share the gospel, that other people might come to know the amazing character of God, that they might um, come into a relationship with Him as Paul had, that, that you might experience that fullness of joy and freedom, that security which is found in relationship with Him. One of the things that I would like to say to you is this, one of the amazing messages of the gospel uh, is that God pursues you uh, and me. Uh, as I mentioned years ago, uh, in asking Paul to marry me, I just, I, I, I couldn't rest uh, until um, I had done that. I couldn't rest until that had happened. And, and an amazing thing is to know that for us uh, collectively as a community of faith, but also for us individually, um, that God and His Son Jesus pursues you and me um, very um, specifically. He has that desire um, that you might know Him and that you might be known by Him that you might have that freedom and security uh, in your life. I wanted to share uh, just a moment, and, I, and I've thought a lot about this, and I've prayed a lot about this. Um, I want to say a little bit about what happened uh, to us uh, six weeks ago, and I, and I, and I hesitate because um, it's my preference not to come unglued um, in the pulpit, um, and it's still um, something which is so very um, emotional um, for Paula and for me. But one of the things I'd like to share with you, first and foremost, obviously, is how um, tremendously thankful we are. Uh, we're, we're tremendously blessed um, to be a part of this community of faith. And we have felt so incredibly loved and cared for and supported. And it's, it's challenging to describe how grateful we are um, for each of you uh, and how grateful we are um, for the Advent and what a tremendous blessing it's been for us. And our, and our, um, community friends um, who have taken us in and, and in our community and let us um, live uh, in their home, who've washed our dishes and done our laundry, we may never leave. Um, it's been, you know, it's, it's, it's been um, fantastic when we were um, in the hospital, you know, people from the church, people from our community, people we know who work there um, at, at the hospital, um, checking in with us in, in what was really at, at first a terrifying time there in the trauma burn intensive care unit. Uh, and then it's been rehab, a uh, tremendously um, trying time. I want to say how very um, grateful we are and how blessed um, we are. And uh, just our, our, our love and prayers go out to you. And we're thankful um, that yours have come to us and have, and have helped sustain us. But I also want to say um, this, and, and I don't mean this in any simplistic way, but from the very beginning, uh, even uh, in those early days, when, as I say, I mean, it, was, it, was, uh, it was tremendously um, frightening. Uh, and, and even, you know, we're, we're day by day right now, and, and a lot of times it really stinks. Um, and, and it's really hard um, day by day. And there's a lot of days, uh, there are a lot of days ahead, and it's a long, uh, it's a long road. And, and yet, even in the midst of that, we're, we're optimistic for good reason. We're, we're hopeful. But what I want to share with you uh, is this. One of the things throughout all of this, uh, even in those times uh, of tremendous uh, fear, even in the times of, of difficulty and challenge and, and frustration and, and all of that, which is still present at times um, today. From the very beginning, uh, we gave thanks to God. Why? Um, because He was and because He is our strength uh, and our shield and our salvation. Uh, as, as bad as it was, we never felt alone. As bad as it was, we never felt um, not cared for. 
as bad uh, as it was, we knew from the very beginning that not only would God redeem it, but that really, quite frankly, that God has already redeemed it. Uh, we don't know exactly what that looks like, but one of the things we know unmistakably, one of the things which Paul proclaims that everyone might come to know the truth of it, one of the things that we see exemplified in the gospel is that the door uh, to the compassion and the power of God are open to you and to me in Jesus. Uh, we see people are brought to Jesus, and Jesus responds with both power and compassion. And the truth of the gospel for you and for me is this, is that God pursues us in the gift of Jesus, His Son, that you and I might be His, that the door of His power and compassion might be open to you and to me, and that regardless of what comes in our life, we have a sense of security, we have a strength, we have a salvation that none of that can take away from us. And that gives us tremendous freedom in our lives. That gives us tremendous um, hope in our lives. We know um, that we are secure, uh, both in this life and in the life to come. Whatever happens, we are secure uh, in Jesus Christ. I'll say finally, one of the things that we see, it's, it's sort of a line that can, we can um, pass over in Mark's gospel, but it's something which appears on a number of occasions, and that's uh, the command to silence. Uh, where people recognize who Jesus is and he commands them um, to silence, to not um, tell anyone. And that, that seems curious. That's not what your Sunday school teacher said, right? Um, you're supposed to go um, and tell. We understand why Jesus would tell the demons to be quiet because, quite frankly, um, you're not going to be my heralds. Um, but for the disciples and for others, there's a time when he tells them not to tell anybody. Why is that? That seems extremely curious. And here's the reason. It's because... They couldn't fully understand um, who he was and what he had accomplished once and for all until they could see and understand him through the lens of the cross and the resurrection. They could only begin to understand him. They could only begin to understand the amazing message of the gospel, not only the amazing message, but the finality of the message of the gospel, that the powers of sin and death have been defeated when Jesus willingly lays his life down upon the cross. All the powers of sin and death, all that would seek to take life away from us and enslave us, all of that has been defeated once and for all in the cross of Jesus Christ as He willingly lays down His life, as He's willingly broken for you and for me, as He willingly empties Himself that you and I might be restored, that you and I might be healed, that you and I might know the fullness of life available in relationship with Jesus. And so what I pray that you would hear um, this morning is that message of the gospel, uh, which Paul felt the necessity to share, uh, which I feel a necessity to share with you, the amazing message of the grace of God made known to us in Jesus, who pursues us, who through his cross and his resurrection enables us to be his sons and daughters, that we might be secure, that we might be full, um, that we might be people who are governed and guided by the hope made known and made available to him made available to us through Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen.